Welcome to the Unofficial Scholars Podcast with Dylan Stubblefield and David Hancock, where we discuss everything from science fiction to pop culture. We're not experts. We're not scholars. We're two guys having a casual conversation about the things that interest us. If you'd like to become an unofficial scholar, go to patreon.com slash unofficial scholars for exclusive content. I've been waiting all day to bring this up, man. Mm. The AI, there's a new, okay, so for context, there's a, uh, there's a new AI-generated beer advertisement. Oh, yeah, I forgot you sent me that. I've been waiting all day to watch it because it's, it's just, okay, so we've talked about chat GPT in the past, okay, and then we'll get to the beer advertisement, but chat GPT is essentially uh, an AI, and I think it's made by... OpenAI, which is the organization who kind of created the tech, maybe had created the technology or has been developing the technology. And on op- and on ChatGPT, you can create an account. And I, I, I think it's completely free at the moment. And I think there's a subscription version as well. But essentially, you log on to ChatGPT, you can ask it anything, you can ask it to write a poem for you, or you can ask it, I think, in some cases to write, like do your homework, right? You can have oh, it like, yeah. write an essay. Um, and it's, I think the first technology, at least that I've experienced since, you know, ever that's been a legitimate AI technology, um, where it actually feels like I'm talking to maybe a robot or an artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, they took that to the next level and I guess they got AI generated video now. So you can give it and you can give it some sort of variable and say like create, in this case, a beer advertisement. And so... So I got it pulled up right now. Should I watch it? Like <laughs> I, I got it pulled it up on I, I have it pulled up on my phone as well. For some reference, this is a, a beer advertisement created by an AI and I assume all they had was some like uh input. So somebody probably said, Create me a beer advertisement. I want it to, you know, have people hanging out or having a good time at a party. And what you get is um, from the the five seconds that I actually watched of it is <laughs> there's a beer there's a bunch of people in the backyard of a house and they're having like a backyard barbecue grill party and they're holding beer and that's that's all I've seen of it actually just just describe it as you watch it and I'm gonna <clears throat> watch it on my phone all right so these people's faces look a little weird <laughs> everything's a little like distorted but I mean it looks if you like kind of squint your eyes they look like real people. <laughs> so weird man it's like almost real it's the eyes it's definitely the eyes for me yeah and the mouth kind of distorts sometimes yeah what but it's incredible right i mean this this looks like (laughs) it was like a video that was made and then they altered it jeez look at the end are you toward the end yet yeah there was like a fire explosion oh god yeah there's people on fire That escalated quickly, I dude. Mean, like the, the end, it turned into a bloodbath, dude. I don't even know what was going on, but I think that it did the concept of a beer commercial very well, though. A bunch of people in a backyard party having fun, smiling, laughing. Like it nailed the idea of a beer commercial. That that's most beer commercials. Yeah, I I just think it's insane because my thought process is is this thing so intelligent? It's 
it what's creepy to me because that's that's what that was. It wasn't exactly exciting more than it was. It was actually kind of creepy because the eyes were just a little bit off, right. the mouths were a little bit off. But the most eerie part about this whole entire thing for me when I see those people is that this is a ro- like a robot, like an artificial intelligence perception of what humans look like and behave. Yeah. And that's creepy to me because those people they don't exist. They're yeah. not real. Um, and that never happened. Yeah, you know? right. And he's like, this is like, to me, that's like how we have our imagination. You know, I can never experience something. Like, I've never been to outer space or I've never been to the moon, but I can imagine what it would be like to be yeah. on the moon. And so the AI is doing that same thing. He's like, I got input and I'm imagining what it's like to to have a party. Super creepy. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to put it. Is It's almost like seeing your imagination because like, you know, even in dreams, sometimes you'll see people that like don't exist, you know, and it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of like that. It's not always, it's a little distorted in your dreams and stuff too. And now we can actually like see that playing out when this AI generates it. But I always wonder if, um, you know, like if my dreams, they talk about there's parallel, potentially parallel universes. And -hmm. I always wonder if my dreams are just weird parallel universes where I'm kind of experiencing the other version of me and some parallel universe that, I mean, my dreams never make sense either. But if you think about it, there's like infinite universes, then there's going to be a weird iteration of every one of them. I wonder, I mean, I guess we'll probably never know, but do you think that's a thing? Do you think there are, what what do they call it? Um, Alternate reality? Sure. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, like deja vu, right? People have deja vu all the time and they're like, okay, that could potentially be like a memory from another reality. Um, I don't even know what, I don't even know what we're doing here with this one dimension, you know, let alone like hundreds, but yeah, it's, it's possible. Before we get off track, dude, um, (laughs) I wanted to tell you, I found another allegedly, uh, generated by AI video. Oh. And this one, it was when I was looking up the other AI beer commercial earlier, and then it looks like like 21 hours ago, there was another video released, generated by the AI, same type of style where it looks uh-huh. like kind of everything looks distorted a little bit, like you're in a dream. Right. Um, but th- this one's like a burger fast food restaurant. And what it reminds me of is, um, have you ever watched the movie Good Burger with like Keenan? Yeah, Kel? it's old. Classic. Dude, so funny, right? But they have like next door, they have like Mundo Burger. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I think they made their patties out of like gray. It was like Play-Doh, right? And then they just heat it. I might be getting like a SpongeBob episode mixed up with <laughs> with, uh, with Good Burger. But with Good Burger. <laughs> Booger. Um, but the point is, is that they made this other AI generated commercial for this fast food chain. And that's what it reminded me of is just kind of this like wacky um, welcome, you know, Mundo Burger. Right. Um so I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna share you this link, and I want you to check this one out too. And we can describe it to him while we're listening, because this one. I mean, again, I probably only watched like maybe five seconds of this one, but man, it's uh, it's called okay. So it's called Burger Blast Ad 1995 AI generated commercial. So I don't know any background on this. I don't know if this is actually a commercial that existed that an AI modified, um, but based on like the animations, it looks like just like whoever generated the other beer advertisement. So right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, oh, my God, dude. Again, dude, it's this the is... the faces, man. They're just a little realistic, but 
<laughs> like that fucking guy's mouth is wide open. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, have you ever watched um, Black Mirror, the TV series I've on Netflix? I've only seen like one episode. So it's kind of like a Twilight Zone where everything it has all these episodes and in each episode there's something weird that happens that's just kind of like off. Right. Um, I think one that comes to my head is like this, it was based in this world where there were um, like people paid for like their gasoline and paid for their groceries based on their social status, right? How many likes they got. Hmm. I th- no, I think everybody could judge everybody. So you could walk up to somebody and have an interaction with them and then you could rate them. And you could be like, oh, that interaction was good. That interaction was bad. And based on how that interaction went, oh, that's right. You got a credit score essentially. Social credit score. Yeah, yeah. social credit score. This guy was like, <clears throat> yeah, like I think there was a scene where she got on an elevator with some guy um, in this Black Mirror episode and then they had like a, an awkward interaction and then she tried to recover or something and then they left the elevator together and she thought that she was in the clear but he braided her bad right like down a couple points mm-hmm. ultimately she she gets so like a credit score so low that she can't like she can't buy a home and she's homeless and so that's how you get homeless by just having a shitty personality <laughs> 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 yeah we'd be screwed we'd be homeless tomorrow yeah i think so um, so I didn't even make it through this Burger Blast ad 1995 um, AI generated commercial, uh, but oh my God, there's just to describe it, there's like people in, um, in this restaurant, some of them have like two faces, some of them, their whole face is like a hamburger. <laughs> um, and then there's also, <laughs> it's like it's so cheesy, dude, there's like a, a cityscape and two of the buildings are giant, like, you know. A hundred floor cheeseburgers. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny, like, it's, you know, it's obviously not real, but it's pretty close. Like, there's a lot of the the foundations down. And, you know, this, I feel like this whole, like, AI-generated landscape is still in its infancy. You know, like, it's it's still coming. And if it's already that good, like, it's pretty close already. Like, obviously, it's... You can tell like some of their like that one guy's face was or his mouth was like huge, you know. But at some point they're gonna clean this up, and we might have some completely AI generated commercials. I think so. I think so. I mean, it's super useful. Um, you know, two things at the beginning of this when I first found out about ChatGPT and I put in the input and it gave me the output. I was like, I'll tell a story about my brother. Um, he's a plumber and his daughter and tell me about their relationship. And it generated a poem perfectly, you know, scripted. I think I said story, but I, I asked it to write a poem. And it generated a poem about my brother and his daughter. And it was so sentimental uh-huh. and genuine. And I mean, genuinely, I, I got choked up reading it because I'm like, oh my God, like their relationship is so strong, you know, right, but yeah. it, it would hit home because it was for my brother. But um, when I found out about this, t- this chat GPT technology, I was like, you know, the next level is going to be when you can put in input and it'll generate a video for you. Yeah. I don't think we're far off. We're clearly. like, yeah, we were like I mean, two days later. It was like, that was the yeah. technology. So, man. And then, you know, it's just anything. I actually had um, a uh, the office manager in my office. Um, we had a conversation the other day, and she told me, she asked me, have you ever heard of ChatGPT? And um, I don't, so, of course, I've heard about ChatGPT. And she goes, um, Gee, I use it for all kinds of stuff at the office. I told her I use it too, you know, like I use it to write some PowerShell scripts at work, you know. And um, 
it was funny because we had uh, today we had a uh, like a taco day, okay, in the mm-hmm. office, and she sent out an email for like to invite everybody to this. You know, it said, "Hola, amigos!" Like, you know, welcome. You know, can't wait to see you at taco day. Um, I hope you have a good mañana. You know, type deal. And uh, she, uh, like, I looked at it and I was like, "This is." This is Chat GPT, dude. I was like, <laughs> I just know her personality, and I know and she did not write this. She didn't write it, you know. And it was, and I confronted her about it today. I was like, I, I said, excuse me. She's like, yeah. And I was like, you know that e- that email you sent out yesterday about taco margarita celebration. I said, you generated that from Chat GPT, didn't you? <laughs> and she admitted to it. So I thought that was cool. Man, actually, yeah. My uh, my wife was just talking about how. Uh, one of the doctors that she worked with at a previous job is already using it just for like, you know, basic emails and stuff that he has to send out to people. And he'll, it, for mean, giving diagnoses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might get to that point, you know, like all they got to do is input this, this, and this and send it, you know, let let it send it to their, you know, patients so they don't have to. So, oh, dude. I mean. I think so. It's already being used in the medical field right now. I mean, man, it's, um, if it can generate videos and it can, and, and it has the knowledge. Well, actually, you know what? Another application for this is is Amazon just released a new home robot. Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything as far as advertisements go. I got on Amazon, and Amazon themselves, they were advertising it. So I'm going to look it up really quick. It's um it's essentially it's a robot. I'm going to look up Amazon robot. Is so, it, go ahead. Is it kind of on the same? It's not like a, the Tesla bot we've talked about. Okay, no, it's not it's not on the same level. So this is like a it's almost like a D bot, like a Zumba vacuum mm-hmm. cleaner that roam that roams your house. Uh, same type of technology is what it looks like, and it's on wheels, but it has an iPad attached to it huh. for kind of like a fa- I'm gonna describe it. So basically, yeah, it's it's like it moves around presumably like a Zumba. It's maybe a foot and a half tall. Are you looking at it as well? Roomba. Not yeah. Zumba. Oh, okay. Roomba, not Zumba. <laughs> Zumba's a dance. Yeah, right. yeah. Um and so this thing's called okay, so this thing's called Amazon Astro. So introducing Amazon Astro household robot for home monitoring with Alexa includes 30-day free trial of Ring Protect Pro. And what I'm looking at is like a $1,600 robot. $1,600. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's expensive, dude. <laughs> it's, you're getting like the first home robot, you know, you're going to pay the premium price. Um, but yeah, it looks like um, a robot vacuum that has a tablet attached to it, like, you know, duct tape to the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it looks like it looks like that movie Wally. That It does. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. It looks like Wally. It has the big circular eyes yeah i wonder if they did that on purpose probably it's um weird it's it's got the capability it has like a little if you watch the videos astro has a little extender that comes out of the top of his robot head and it brings up a little ring camera i think they partnered with ring for this robot and you can basically one of the use cases i thought it was brilliant tell me what you think about this they had Astro, the robot, um, okay, let me take this back. So they had a couple, there was this like guy and this, uh, maybe his boyfriend or his friend, and they were looking at their, their ring, their Astro app, and they forgot whether or not they had turned off the oven. 
right? So they're like, I didn't know, I don't know if I turned off the burner. Let's check Astro. And so they get on their app and they say, hey, Astro, like, I don't know, go to my stove. It goes up to the stove and they, I think they could remote, actually remote control it. So they may, they may have driven it huh. to the stove and they had the camera come out of the top of the robot and look at the dial I to mean, see if the burner was yeah, on or off. That's pretty cool. It's it looks like, like, dude, it even has, uh, it says get smart alerts for smoke and carbon monoxide alarm sounds, mm-hmm. smart alerts for the sound of glass breaking. That's... I mean, it even there's even an attachable nine millimeter that you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's on the uh, premium edition of that. You pay, you pay extra. It's like you got the <laughs> the National Guard installation. Right. Um, no, but it is it is meant to be some kind of a rover. So you know if you have like an alarm, like say you have a uh, home security installation, and then somebody like sets off the alarm for whatever reason, it can go into sentry mode where it monitors, it roams around the whole house just looking to see, you know, obviously if somebody broke in. That thing will scare them off, though, right? I mean, dude, this thing is wild, man. <laughs> it's even, like, you can attach, like, little dog treat dispensers and it'll drive around and, like, spit them out and stuff for your dog. I didn't know that. This thing is wild. I didn't know it went to that level. Um, I just, man, I don't know how I feel about, like, I think we've talked about it, but I, I've never had an Alexa or, or an Amazon Echo or anything because I just... Even though our phones are listening to us all the time, I don't want to add something else that's going to be listening to me all the time. And, like, I feel like there it comes with that, you know, you sacrifice some of your privacy for security, and that's clearly what this thing is to an extent, is to have some peace of mind that your house is secure, but you also give up. You have this robot moving around your house. Looking at you when you get out of the shower, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now not only am I being listened to, but I'm actively I'm being, being monitored. <laughs> well, it is kind of scary though, right? Because if you think about a dystopian future where, you know, technology or like the corporations kind of govern the country, I think that's kind of the t- quintessential dystopian future. It's like these big tech companies now run the country. And you could imagine that, you know, you get a robot in everybody's home. It's like, what about, you know, there's no better way to keep people close to you. So if you did want to control a nation, man, like put uh, Amazon Astro in all the houses. They're well, like, when you got to worry is when they're like, yeah, it's free. What's the catch? Right. Oh, there is no catch. You're right. Well, and you just hear like horror stories of like, um, you know, moms who have like a baby monitor and all of a sudden they hear someone else talking through it because like someone hacked their Wi-Fi and like can connect to their camera. And I've, I've heard stories of like, you know, a mom who comes into the room and they can hear someone talking to their kid. And I'm like, fuck oh, that, yeah, dude. dude. I like I already have a baby monitor in there, and as soon as he's old enough to where like I know he's gonna be safe through the night, that bitch is coming off the wall and we're selling it. I don't like I I just don't want that kind of stuff in my house. That's creepy, man. But do you think they ever? Because I've I've heard those before too. And then you see somebody will make a post and the, and they'll tell you like you know you really need to be careful with your baby monitors because they have this vulnerability and somebody hacks in and can watch your baby. But you know you gotta. Th- I feel like they're probably just trolling you more than anything you know like what does yeah. like a hacker do you know he sits on his computer all day so his form of entertainment might just be hacking your baby monitor so right. you can go <laughs> that's a good you point know, like, make noises that actually creep you out either way you know okay. i don't want somebody watching my child <laughs> or talking no. to them you know no. that's a good point yeah i mean i don't think anybody would be super comfortable with that um 
my uncle was telling me a story once upon a time. So my uncle's not super tech savvy. He's actually more of like a, he's kind of like a hunter, like kind of your quintessential, um, just thick skin, you know, I don't know, brave man, you know? And, um, you know, he's the type of guy that'll fly, you know, he's, he's gone on these, trips to Canada where they have to be flown in and land on a lake uh, in this airplane and then he'll stay out in this remote cabin that you can't get to um, by car for a couple weeks at a time. You know, just him and his backpack and like an emergency sat phone. But anyway, the point is he's not super tech savvy. So he's got his phone, his like iPhone 3 that he's had for <laughs> you know like the last 10 years and that's all he has. And um he only uses it for pictures and texting and calling. He's not scrolling on Facebook. He's not really in tune with that. And so one day, I mean, this was like 10 years ago, him and my aunt, I guess, they, they leave their laptop on the like on the kitchen table and he comes back to his laptop, like they leave for work and he comes back to his laptop in the evening and he sits down at the table and when he gets on his laptop, somebody said like, I don't know, I'm coming for you, like, give me some money or or else, you know. Give me some money or I'm going to come for you or I'm going to hurt your family. It was some threat, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they wanted him to, you know, wire some money from his bank right. account to some off, offshore account. But um, he, he took it as an empty threat, but then all of a sudden they sent him a picture from the inside of his house. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And he, he said he just turned white, you know. He's yeah. like... There's somebody, somebody was in my house. Somebody took a picture from inside my house. Well, he looks at that picture again. What he realizes is his laptop was open all day, sitting on the kitchen table. And the the picture that was taken was actually from the webcam on the laptop uh-huh. because it was taken of the same position that camera was facing on right. the laptop. But could you imagine, dude? <laughs> Fuck that. Especially being out in some remote wilderness, you know, like w- where he was, like... That's you would think like oh my god is there someone else out here like with us right now I'd be on dude, high alert sure. I'd be he, strapped he, he was dude. at I'd... home at that time no? <laughs> oh wait <laughs> no yeah I had a um I I went on a tangent about him being oh, out in the wilderness I got you because yeah that's like the type of stuff that he likes to do but no he actually he was at home in that instance I would dude I would imagine how much scarier it would be, be <laughs> if you were way out in the wilderness. Oh my God, man. He doesn't get scared of anything, man. No, but even still, yeah, that kind of stuff. I just, I try to mitigate that risk as much as I can by not having these smart devices. And like, I have a smart TV and a smartphone. That's, you know, for now that I think I'm good on smart things. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's only going to keep going down that rabbit hole. It's like with the, um, the Neuralink the chip yeah. that you can implant that I guess Elon's working on. You can implant it in the back of your neck and now you're in, you're at one with, at least nobody's ever going to tell you to get off your phone after that. Like, Come <laughs> you, on, get off your phone. I want to watch a movie. And that's, yeah, I mean, I, I won't be a, one of the early adopters of that, but I, I, yeah, I know we've talked about it. I like Elon Musk and I, I think he does a lot of interesting things and depending on where that Neuralink goes, I think it could be cool, especially if it does that aspect of things where it could like diagnose things in your body, you know, like if, if it detects like you have a cancer forming and you can catch it early. I mean, that's, that's, that would be dope. Yeah. I would like that. Priceless, you know, 
I think there's, you know, a lot of the, and we've seen most of the things that we see in sci-fi movies or we've seen in sci-fi shows growing up. I mean, the biggest thing for me was like FaceTime. I was like, when we get FaceTime, man, we know we're in the future. Yeah. But another thing is like that all-in-one diagnostic machine where you can essentially get an MRI or like a CT mm-hmm. and you're sitting there and it just does one scan and it's like, okay, you have 13 broken ribs, like you yeah. have two broken ribs, 13 fractures. That would be, that would save, that would for a hypochondriac like me, that would save me a lot of doctor right. trips. Well, and I mean, we, so to that point, we're getting there. Like there are definitely more and more clinics opening up that you don't like have to have even a referral to from a doctor and you can go get a full MRI body scan and it can see a lot of any bone issues. It can see a lot of soft tissue issues. And so if we can get to a point where it can instantly diagnose, you know, like right now it's got to get sent off and reviewed and it could, they could miss things, but yeah, to what your point, what you're saying, that futuristic idea that it can scan you and say, you have cancer in your liver. And then like, here's a pill. Exactly. <laughs> and you're cured. And that's a good point too. We're actually probably not that far away because most of what happens, what, most of the, like what, what takes so long to get your CT back or what takes so long to get your MRI back is somebody has to review it. Yeah. Somebody has to go over it and say, okay, you, you know, there's a little bit of fluid here or there's a mass here that we don't understand. And then they have to study that and that goes through a whole process. So, and then you get it back. But if they just, if they just tweak chat GPT just a little bit, <laughs> I think well, I think it could do the diagnostic. Bef- all right, I'm going to come back to that. But with the also the scanning and reviewing, there's also the risk of false positives, which means that you'll have to go get more testing, and then which means more money, and then come to find out that that was, you know, just something that showed up on the scan that wasn't really a big deal, and so that's there's definitely that you know risk of error i mean maybe but but there's there's also a lot of if you think about it there's a lot of people staffed to do all those jobs so if the if the ai took over that position then you know they're you know it's going to cost less money to fund that doctor's visit for example well no i'm saying currently right now Mm -hmm. like there's if oh yeah yeah there's always the risk oh you're saying yeah false positives with people Yeah. yeah um but so coming to the ai thing as I'm curious to see as this AI gets smarter and as it learns and then um, just gets better, is it going to be able to like solve issues that we can't, you know, like find it someday? Can I say, you know, find a cure for cancer and it, it can deduce from what it knows and, and find that answer? Yeah, I think we're on our way. I think we're on our way to something like that. Maybe something super because depending you know, depending the level that this, that the technology reaches, I mean, it's going to be a super genius, you know, it's going to be able to identify patterns. It's going to be able to be creative and imaginative. And I think right now it's already see the fact that it created a video of a beer advertisement (laughs) to me with real people. I mean, granted the burger commercial, (laughs) (laughs) that burger commercial is going to be my nightmares, dog. That one sucks. The fact that it, but still like, you know, we said that even though it's still pretty infant as far as its creation like it's already mind-blowing what all it can do and what all it's constantly like people are doing with it every day it's it's going to take off quick and i think it's going to be an exponential growth and it's going to be interesting even imagine five years from now it's going to be not even it won't be the same it won't even be the same program anymore it'll, it'll have learned more designed itself more and who knows where it's going to go. The AI is the first time that I actually felt like we were going to hit another 
basically boost in technology that was going to happen super fast. Mm -hmm. So they said that, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, we hit this like, well, 50 years ago is probably longer than that, like 70 years ago. We have this period of time where it's like, okay, technology was doubling every, you know, 10 years. And I think there's there's actually like a, you know, a theory behind that or a name for that. But the idea was that every 10 years, technology was doubling, you know, the storage for things was getting, you know, you're going from like a two megabyte floppy disk to a two ter, you know, a one gigabyte floppy or flash drive to a one terabyte flash drive and so i thought you know it's 2023 i'm sitting here and it's we still have the same types of technology and we're making gradual gradual improvements on them but i can see the gradual improvements on those technologies from the time that i was you know maybe 13 to today and i thought it would just kind of continue at that rate but after seeing ChatGPT come out, and now this, that I'm seeing them create their own videos, I totally take it back, dude. I think we're about to skyrocket again. Yeah, it's going, well, and it's funny, like, yeah, they. I've always heard, like, technological improvement is exponential. And so, you know, if you look at it on a graph, it starts kind of flatline and then slowly starts to curve up. And I feel like we're getting close to that point where it's starting to move straight up. Like we're about to be on a rocket ship. Baby. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> think about it. Like, it's going to solve all these issues with, like, Things that engineers would take, you know, who knows how long to figure out. It can figure out in seconds. And do you think we're gonna have a? Do you think we're gonna be a society ruled by a computer someday? <sighs> I don't think so. I I try. Yeah, I I try not to be the the doomsday guy about it. And I think we're gonna we're gonna coexist with it. I think that you know we're gonna continue to use it to innovate. And as long as we respect it for what it is and, and I don't know, maybe it will become kind of a thing where we have to treat it like a person, you know, cause we don't want to like abuse it, especially if it, if it does start to become self-aware or uh-huh. something like that, you know, we want to show it the respect that it deserves because it's doing all these things for us and working for us. So I, tr- I like to think that we'll always coexist with technology. I feel like you're just milking it right now, so that when when the when the computer <laughs> ruler in the future, you remember I, I said this. He listens to your podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I guess Dylan was Spare on the right him. side. You know, he's on the right <laughs> side of history. So. Well, I think we're definitely already. So I think we're getting to a point where we not only are going to coexist with technology, but we are going to be one with technology you know we already like our phone is an extension of us it's in our pocket it's somewhere in like the Neuralink. that's getting to a point where we are one with technology yeah we, we are technology right but what's your what's your take on this okay so you know how they say like every cell in your body is replaced after like 10 years mm-hmm. so what if the same starts to happen mm-hmm. with technology to where they replace our cells on that cellular level and then eventually after hundreds of years our whole bodies turn into technology because everything in our body had been replaced. Yep. And now we're essentially, would you still consider that human at that point? I mean, at that point, everything's <sighs> gone. I feel like it's something totally different. I, I don't I even agree. know if it's technology at that point. It's it, like You're a cyborg at that point, you know, like literally. More, that's, than, a, more than a cyborg. I mean, a cyborg. More cyborg. than a cyborg. More than an iceberg. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like you're just something totally different. Something totally different. I mean, especially if there's like these nanobots flowing through your, you know, your oil vessels. Right. But maybe that's where we're supposed to go. Maybe that's where evolution is supposed to lead. Is that that's life 2.0. That's that's the next step. 
And I was listening to, I think it was Joe Rogan on a podcast talking about how there, he, I don't know where he got the information, but it was basically saying that monkeys are starting to come to a point where they are in what we call the stone age. Like they're starting to use tools. They're starting to use weapons. And so maybe it's that natural progression that our, our only path is to someday become one with technology. And that is the next evolution for us is, is technological beings. Do you think, okay, so do you think we evolved from monkeys or do you think it's more there's a higher probability that what actually happened is you have the you know the quintessential four foot gray alien, mm. okay, and they merged with monkeys, man. They fucked monkeys. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and here we are, dude. I mean, it makes. I mean, to me, listen. I'm not saying that this is a, a theory with meat behind it, but to me, I feel like you got this really naked short thing, you know, that's like pretty smart, and then you got this primal guy who's you know like a monkey he's got a ton of hair he's maybe a little bit bigger um i don't know i feel like if those two things merged i feel like that's what they would look like they would look like us yeah i mean that makes sense i think if so trying to look at this from typically an evolution scientific standpoint i'm not sure if we came from monkeys or if we kind of were like coincided we're alongside monkeys and we branched out at some point so i kind of more under the school of thought that we evolved from some kind of ape-like creature and maybe that's why we're so related to apes we shared 98 percent of our dna with monkeys you know like they yeah if you and that's the thing man if if you're you're deny you're in denial if you look at a monkey and think we're not related to that thing. Dude, no way. I come from a I, I was I was I was evolved from a fish, bro. Yeah, right. Have you heard of those people? Mm, there's I, people out there that think I believe there's a group of people out there. Raise your hand if it's you <laughs> uh, that believe that we came from. It's more likely that we came from that we evolved from fish. That is, I mean, I just don't understand how you could look at a chimpanzee. It, I mean, it literally looks like a person. It's got a mm-hmm. nose, it's got the mouth, it's got the opposable thumbs. It can, and I mean, the the structure of its body is everything. And the fact that we share ninety eight percent of our DNA, I don't even understand how you could deny that that's where we came from. I I, I feel like that's the most likely theory, aside from I don't know, man. I'm leaning toward those four foot tall gray aliens. But... <laughs>